Good morning. This is Chad, and not Larry is not here today. He's on vacation, much needed break, but welcome in. This is the Palmetto Real Estate Pros. We do have Dawn with us. Good morning, Dawn. How are you today? I am fantastic. How are you, Chad? We're good. We have hit such a cold spell lately. It is down to 55. <laughs> It's two degrees here. <laughs> two degrees. Okay, so. <laughs> I'm sorry I win. <laughs> yes, you do win. Actually, I was wrong. It, I think when we got up this morning, it was just below 30. Oh, so, wow. So, uh, you know, we're getting down to serious times in South Carolina. Hmm. Hmm. Um, you know, with when we get below 50, I mean, it's it's cold days. So, uh, how, I think how often does it snow there? Um, well, it depends on what you define as snow. Um, if we say sprinkles or like a little dusting, we, we may get that maybe once a year in the, in the, in the middle of the state here, but, uh, very rare. If we do even have dusting, schools definitely will close. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. What a half an inch of snow or sleet will cause havoc. I know. Yeah. So, uh, but that's not why we're here to talk about the weather, although that's very interesting. <laughs> so we're talking about real estate and, uh, it's, it's, a. Uh, it's a good time, actually. You know, the, the, there's lots of news, lots of lots of uh, stuff we've talked about in the past with interest rates and things going on, which is very true. You know, ch- times have changed from where we were a year ago, and um, I think Dawn or me or someone was talking about this that, you know, when when last year when we were seeing 40 offers on a home as soon as it went on the market, multiple people. You know, we're just like, this can't continue. This is just weird. How how can this be like this? This can't, this is not sustainable. Well, guess what? That's correct, isn't it? You know, that's not a normal market. That's not balanced in any way. And so we're coming back to this time of, of balance, but that doesn't mean it's not painful at times. <laughs> so, <laughs> Well, you know, a little sacrifice can equal a lot of reward. And um, they do say that without pain, there's no growth because apparently growing is painful. Staying the same is easy, right? This is true. Yeah, and staying the same is the easier path, obviously. You know, people want to either stay the same or go back. I mean, that's kind of the moral right there. (laughs) Exactly. So just as kind of a snapshot, because we did pull up some information for our our market. You know, and, and Dawn, it'd be interesting for you to tell us Maybe in the coming weeks, we next week is Thanksgiving, so we want to make sure we, we uh, let folks know that, that uh, we hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving coming up. We will not be on the air um, to enjoy time with our families. That would be kind of they, – they might not like us if we go to a radio show uh, on a Thursday during Thanksgiving. But Friday. Yeah. Friday, excuse me. Yeah, so either one. <laughs> so we want to make sure that you enjoy your family we're going to do the same so uh, have a great thanksgiving if we forget to say it later but uh, we do have some updates here for our local market and um, what we're seeing is and you got to remember we, we mentioned this a lot this is lagging data so you know the the most it's it's pretty accurate and it's pretty up to date but it's, it's lags a little bit so we see um, what happened last month more or less and so what we see in uh, this area is the s- supply of homes has increased 13.6%. And so if you're looking to buy a house, that's good news because that means there's more properties on the market. And so that does not mean, though, that we still haven't reached balance because it's still hard to find a house sometimes, depending on what price range you're going to be in. So it doesn't mean it's perfect, but it's getting better as far as supply. 
And um, we also see from the 12-month period, November to October, November 21 to October 22, the closed sales in the Central Carolina region were down 12.9%. The price range with the largest price gain was 300000 and above, which is interesting. And what, what you'll see in the 100000 and below, it's the inventory is almost non-existent. It's really hard to find right. a, a nice livable house that's under $100,000. I mean, they're out there. They're like, out there. Like, I mean, I'm looking at a one-bedroom, one-bath in Aiken for 85, which I think is a little bit overpriced. But you know, it's a one-bedroom, one-bath, which is a very niche market there. That's a a couple, a single, or or a couple. Yeah, if you're looking for something under a hundred thousand, expect it to be tiny, in a outside area, maybe a, a rural area, rural. or a house that needs lots of work. Mm-hmm. You know, those those are you can find or, or all of the above together combined. <laughs> that could be right. So, yeah. um, and the median price range right now is up. This is interesting. It's up eighteen point eight percent to one hundred ninety thousand. So prices are going down a little bit, but the median price range has remained strong. And so, uh, condos were the biggest segment with the largest gains. They increased a hundred and seven percent. Yes, <laughs> isn't that crazy? <laughs> So uh, well, we're talking about developing some condos. Uh, Chad, exactly. So I'm like, yes. So the the median there is 100, 160,000. So that's, you know, condo. There's, I think what's happened, though, is people used to be like, ah, I don't want a condo. Well, when the when the inventory becomes constrained, people say, I think I'll take a condo because I need a place to live. <laughs> you know, so that's it, affordable. Yeah, that's affordable. Then you and, can still maybe buy for under 100000 Right, so they're still out there in, in some cases. Right, and, and they take care of the maintenance in many cases. Yep. So price range tended to sell the quickest was one hundred and fifty to 200000 This is kind of, this is in that median. So this is what you would expect, right? This is where the most amount of people want to live um, or, or that's that median. And so this is what you're seeing uh, is the quickest um, that's going to sell. So just some interesting facts there about our area. Every area is different, and you can look at national data, and it's going to correlate somewhat, but every area is different. And so, um, you know, the the three rules to real estate, what are they, Dawn? Do you know them? Buy low, sell high. Well, that's that's that's, that's a good rule, too, but um, this location, location, location. Uh, okay. But buy low, sell high is obviously you want to do that if you if if at all possible now sometimes you can buy high and still sell high well i mean it's relative for how long you want to hold that asset right and year over year on average real estate appreciates four percent year over year over a 30-year term right so we'll see those little dips and and rises like a roller coaster but if you hang on to your asset according to the nar if you hang on to your real estate asset for an average of 10 years it should be close to double the value in 10 years. That's right. And so holding on, and we're going to talk about that on the other side of the break, uh, in general terms, why you should not freak out when things go down. And so what a lot of folks want to do is I'm going to cut my losses and sell. Panic selling. Yes. I think they call that panic selling. So on the other side of that, you have the FOMO, right? The fear of missing out when things are doing great and people – typically will buy when everyone else is buying 
And so that's the opposite of what I just said. They'll buy high and sell low. Right. <laughs> They'll yeah. buy the, with the FOMA and sell with the panic. You don't want to do that. So these are some things we're going to discuss on the other side of the of the break. We've got about, what, 30 seconds or so. So as we uh, get closer to that, we want to remind you to go to our website, palmettorealestatepros.com. If you have any questions, uh, reach out there. If you want to call the show, you can certainly do that at 803-799-TALK. It's 803-799-8255. And if you have any any experience with this, this would be a great, if you have the, um, you know, you don't have to be embarrassed, right? If you've bought something high and then, you know, sold it at a loss or you just, you know, toughed it out, bought something in a bad market and still made money on it, we want to hear from you. So if you... Hang on through the break. We'll be back shortly. And we're back. Welcome back in. Thank you for listening. You hang in there. We are got a great show planned today. Uh, hopefully you'll, take notes um, or at least listen and just uh, before you make decisions on your next investment move and you're like man this market's terrible I'm getting out while I still have a chance I'm gonna stop the bloodbath right hold on to that thought before you make a move uh, because we're going to talk about some things that you know historical data which is good to know I, I would think right so when you look at it over time why that might not be a good move now as a house flipper, this is a different story. You want to get in and get out as quick as possible. And if you're a house flipper and you're caught in a downturn, that would be bad news because you don't want to hold on to something. You want to sell it quickly. So, um, Dawn, I shared with you a, an article, market downturns might be good for you. I mean, that sounds like an interesting article and title. here's why. <laughs> exactly. So and this article is interesting because it's not about real estate, but I think it, it really touches on the psychology of what happens when you're, when you're in the market, in any market. Yep. Yeah. So it's, it's really uh, fascinating because the, this happens a lot of times with stock market and house values. And thank goodness, um, like if you've got stocks, um, I know people that, that have done this, and I, I've toyed with stocks. I've tried day trading and, and things like this. It just it, it made me crazy. I couldn't do it because— Yeah, it's scary because you're checking—well, for me, I check my stock like every 30, 30 minutes. Like, oh, what's it up to? What's it up to? Oh, it's down. Oh, it's down. <laughs> you know? Exactly. It's just yeah. it's, it's, it makes you crazy a little bit. So maybe if you're cut out for that, that's great. You can make money doing it. You just—you're constantly on your watching your screen— and so um, day trading is obviously different than someone who does, like, plays maybe. They're looking at stuff going up and down. But we're we're in real estate. Thank goodness you don't look at a, a ticker symbol for today's real estate market or your house. <laughs> Imagine if we had a ticker symbol for our house value. People would go crazy. <laughs> My house is worth $300 more than it was yesterday. You know, oh, gosh, it went down $500. I need to sell. So – Let's just, in this scenario, in this article, it's referring to, let's just say you own one stock worth $1,000, then the stock is down by 20%. 20 times 1,000, that would mean your your stock value would be at $800. And so imagine if that 
uh, $1,000 had a couple more zeros on it and you had a million dollars and it went down 20% and now it's 800,000. That's kind of like, Hey, that's, that's my retirement going out the window. And people are looking at this now. This is very relevant to today. So how far down is the stock market today than it was a year ago? And people are looking at this and they're going like, oh my gosh, what in the world? What should I do? Well, maybe you should hang in there or maybe you should change investment modes and go to something more stable. Um, but in the, in the case of this article, this is kind of more um, from like a, uh, the investment for um, stock stocks. So they're, yeah. they're telling you, hey, hang on there. But I think the, the process is the same. So you, if you stay in the market, it's better because over time the market typically recovers. And the, over time, the market typically works in your favor. Exactly. So this is the the whole point of this article is about a J.P. Morgan um, analysis that was conducted from uh, they took uh, numbers from January two thousand one to December twenty twenty. So that's twenty years, and found now this is crazy. Missing ten days in the markets could cost you fifty percent of your return. Ten days over twenty years. That's crazy, is it not? It's not 10 days over a year. It's 10 days over 20 years could cost you half of your investment. All right. That's and, right. And missing 20 days out of 5,000 trading days within 20 years could mean you won't make any return at all. So hope you're listening. <laughs> the, the, that's a wake-up call. And this is data. This is not, um, you know, uh, it's just, not made up. It's not made up. This is data. And so this is modeling. That, so what they did is they took up uh, where you had $10,000 invested from 2001 to 2020 and adjusted it for the assumption that the investor misses a couple days that matters. And so there's a chart in here. And so if you just stayed in the market and you fully invested in like they just took the S&P 500, this is like a uh, the a standard you you want to you want to match the S and P five hundred return. Now, if you look right now today, it's it's down a lot. So, if you had this hundred or ten thousand dollars and you kept it in there for twenty years, you would have forty two thousand dollars. Now that's not bad, and you didn't invest anything new. That's a seven. You didn't touch it. You just let it sit. You let it ride. That's right. You just let it sit there. So that's a seven percent return. And you may not think, well, that's not terrible but it's not great but it's hey that's pretty good gives you on interest <laughs> exactly and so if you miss 10 days you would end up having nineteen thousand three hundred and forty seven dollars that's three percent so your your return is three point three five percent if you miss 20 days over this 20 year period or 10 year period you would end up with uh where's the 10 um 0.69%. You're getting close to not making anything on your money. I mean, that's that's basically um, bank money. You'd be better to stick it in the bank if, that, if that's the case. I mean, it, you'd break about even, yeah, by yeah. just leaving it in the bank. So 30 days over this period of time would mean you would have a negative return of 1.49%. And if you go all the way up to 60, that's a, um, you would have... Um, you would have Lost a negative, money. yeah, you would have a negative, basically 7%. And so the, the bottom line in this article is don't freak out because what happens a lot of time is this, this, you know, when there's blood in the water, as they say, uh, people get afraid. And so they take their money out of the market 
And this is when you might want to uh, stay put or move more money into the market. Now, that sounds contradictory. Why would I want to put something in when things are going down? Because you're buying more for your money. Well, it sounds exactly. You buy low. That $1,000 that you invested, if it loses 20%, you could look at it two different ways, right? You look at it as either it's a loss or, hey, your asset just got cheaper. If it got cheaper, then why not buy more? And that's kind of this idea of the dollar cost averaging. If you just said, you know what, I'm not going to think about the market. I'm just going to put money away every month and um, put $100 a month in the S&P 500 or whatever, match to an index fund and leave it and forget it. So you're buying when it's high, you're buying when it's low, you're buying when it's in the middle, you're buying when it does nothing. But over time, that the market generally goes up. And so... This is the same thing in real estate. So in a sense, every time you pay your mortgage payment and your mortgage goes down a little bit, it's kind of like dollar cost averaging. It's you're, you're investing into um, your asset and you're getting down the, the principal balance while, you know, it's maybe down, maybe up. But over time, if you stay there long enough, it typically is going to go up. Well, I want to come back to your statistic that you opened with Chad at the uh, in in the market right now, that housing prices, even though housing prices are a little bit softer right now than they were when interest rates were, you know, the once in a lifetime near zero, uh, housing prices are still eighteen percent higher than they were. So, um, even if you're buying now, you're you're still buying it at, with an increased with an increased value in the house. And it, that's, we're not looking at a housing crisis. We're not looking at a massive market crash right now. So if you'd bought in 2015, if you bought in 2018, if you bought in 2020, and if you buy in 2022, your housing prices have steadily gone up. The value in the property that you're buying is steadily going up. If you're buying to hold and flip, we're still seeing higher prices. You should be able to invest in any market, regardless of interest rates, regardless of housing prices, what they're buying and selling for. If your numbers are solid, you should be able to make money. Another, And there's no shortage of investors that are still buying houses right now. That's, that's absolutely true. People are still looking for good deals. Um, and the other thing is that's so different. We've talked about this many times in real estate. Um, is that the bank will help you buy your asset. You can't go to the bank. I mean, let's just say you wanted to buy a Wells Fargo stock. You wanted to buy a stock. And you said, hey, I want to buy your stock. I wanted to buy the S&P 500. I want to bu- borrow money from right. you, please. So uh, and, and guess what the bank is going to say to you? Well, do you have money in the bank that you can use as collateral? I mean, we'll lend you money, but you do what you want. We're not going to lend you money to go buy stock. I mean, even if it was for we'll give you a personal loan, right? We'll give you personal, you. right? Yeah. And so, think about this though. Even if you went to the bank that you're that you bank at and said, "I want to buy your stock," they'd say, "Great, okay, go do that." No, 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 no. You don't understand. I want to borrow. Um, I want to buy the stock, but I'm gonna. Um, I want you to cover eighty percent of this stock. I'm gonna buy for your bank on a bank loan, and I'll cover the I'll cover the down payment of twenty percent. 
How about this? I'd like to borrow ninety-seven point five percent. Right. <laughs> to borrow, Here, here's to a, cover my stock. Here's a great thing, guys. If you're out there listening, try that today before you end out the weekend, and just go try that at your bank. Let us know how that works. Yeah. You want to borrow money at ninety-seven percent to buy their stock? Uh, it's not going to work. Real estate is one of the few. Uh, asset classes that you can borrow money. I mean, it's an incredible. This is what we call leverage. I mean, you can get in trouble with leverage, but it's a great tool, especially um, with with real estate. And the reason the bank, the, the, there's a reason they do that, because it's a pretty solid investment. It's a pretty you know stable asset class. And so, I mean, I really liked where um, it, it said in this article that you don't really you don't need a phone. Not everyone needs a phone. Not every, Most people need a car, but not everyone needs a car. But everybody needs a place to live. You have to have a place to live because most people would choose not to buy a house or not to buy a phone over being homeless. Very true. You, got, you have to have a place to live. So you're either going to rent, you're either going to buy, or you're going to stay with mom and dad. So hopefully as you get older, mom and dad, I hope that comes off your list of places to stay. Um, you know, we, we see this more and more, though, right? Older kids staying with mom and dad, but we want to make sure there that we're uh, that you kind of have perspective as we enter these times that we're in. We've only got about 15 seconds, but we want to close this segment out. Just say, hang on, because we're going to talk about why and look at some numbers why you can trust uh, in buying a property if you buy in the right place. That uh, over time, you you can pretty well know that it's going to continue to go up so hang on we'll be back shortly palmetto real estate pros see you in a few and welcome back this is chad i got dawn with us mr larry the wise one is on vacation if you're listening mr jordan we welcome you if you're Enjoy. if you're listening or Sleep, if you're not. Stay in bed. <laughs> stay, stay in, in bed. bed. That's right. <laughs> They're in Hilton Head this week, so having a, a wonderful break, I'm sure. And um, you know, we're we're glad to be with you though today. And you know, I want to mention uh, our our podcast if you're if you're listening because I know that you guys listening will miss us so terribly during the Christmas holiday, during Thanksgiving, that you might just need to hear our voices again. You can do that anytime you'd like. Go to palmettorealestatepros.com and uh, certainly take, you know, listen, share it with your friends and families, and uh, I'm sure they will love the information as well. So good reminder uh, to uh, you can listen to us anytime, anywhere on your phone. Right, Dawn? That's correct. Yes. On the phone, on your pad, on um, Wi-Fi connection, any place in the world. You can actually... I don't know if you could listen to a short wave if you're out to the ocean, but they definitely short have satellite wave. links. We need to figure that out. Short wave. Where where how can we get on short wave radio? So this cool. this is good though because today's today's show we we're, we're kind of really talking about real estate, the long-term view of investing. We we pulled an article, talked about it um in the last um segment about why it's good to stay in an investment and not pull out, you know, get in, get out, and then, you know, try to time the market. I guess this is a better way of saying it because people try to time the market. 
You know, I know so many people that um, even in a high market, even in a good market are saying, this isn't sustainable, I'm going to pull my money out before it crashes, which is another mentality of panic buying. Exactly. And, you know, we've we've had a show early, early on. I can't remember when it was, but when the market was great, we kept telling folks, look, when you're looking in the media for your cues to invest, you're too late. You know, the media just kind of, you know, regurgitates information and it's not uh, new by the time it gets into the news media. You know, so what I mean by that is when everyone says there's blood in the street, sell quick, sell, sell, sell. It's the the damage. I mean, it might not be a great time in the market by the time they mention it, but the other side of that's true too. When they say this market is incredible, it's on fire. Look how great it is, and everyone is coming in to buy. And then uh, people who aren't even um, don't pay attention in markets, whether that be stocks or real estate, start getting in, and they try to flip stuff. It's you're usually buying at the top end by the time the media comes around and says, "Hey, this is great." You know, it's, 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 you're at the top end. You don't want to, you want to be in it for the long term. So even. But, but come to think though, the top end, like when's a bad time to buy real estate? The answer is it's always a good time to buy because if you hang on to it long enough, you should always be at the top end. Well, that's true. And that's, that's the point is whether, wherever you're coming in, uh, stay, stay with it. And I guess the point is don't make your investment decision based on what you read uh, or hear, um, you know, from uh, from the news media or from your cousin, Bob. You know, do your own research. You know, at, at Thanksgiving, there's going to be a lot of discussion about a lot of different things between politics, real estate, what's going on in the market. There'll be some complaining, I'm sure, um, some, some good things, I guess, <laughs> you know, so – just just take it all with a grain of salt. Do your own research. And that's why we're here, because we've done the research for you. You don't even have to do it now. You hear, you can hear it from us. So this leads me to this point we were talking about before is that um, this this article, we, we got another article we're going to examine a little bit out of bigger pockets, and they have some data in there that's interesting. And the, the uh, headline of this article is heading for a recession with a question mark. And I think we're past that now. We're heading for a reset. We're already technically in a recession. So, you know, imagine this. We're still here. Uh, it, <laughs> it's it's yeah, not the end of the world. Three reasons to invest in real estate during a recession. What a great topic, right? Um, why should you? Well, and and we see the, the reason why is you can buy lower. You can buy with better uh, terms. And so the interest rate is less important. We've talked about this many times also than being able to get into the investment. We talked uh, uh, again on the other break before how this is one of the few investment vehicles that the banks will actually help you buy your investments. You can actually take money from your 401k for certain loans, not every every uh, real estate loan, but from your 401k without actually having to pay any fees or penalties so long as you're reinvesting it into the purchase of, of your house because uh, the way regulations look at that is that you're taking it from one investment and keeping it in some type of in investment 
that's going to pay you back. Now, investments pay you back, right? Purchases might cost you money, but investments pay you back. And that's actually how government regulations look at it when you take money from your 401k to purchase a house. They're looking at it as you're keeping money in an investment, a viable investment, because, um, you know, regulations, just like you said, Chad, you can't walk into a bank and borrow money to put into stocks, but you can walk into a bank and borrow money to buy a house with. 401k is the same. They're not going to loan you money to buy you more stocks in your 401, but they'll, you can take money out of your 401 to invest in your house. Exactly, and this kind of goes back into what Larry mentions quite a bit about the difference in assets and liabilities. Mm -hmm. What you want to do is buy assets, not liabilities. So cars. A liability might be a car. Yeah, a car. Now, I the mean, bank will help you borrow money for a car. Isn't that interesting? Uh, which is a liability. But they won't help you uh, get stocks or anything. Now, a house, yes, it's got more stable value. So, you know, you want to buy, put your money in things that are going to last, things that actually have the potential of paying you back, not things that cost you money and never you don't have a return on that. Now, you need a car, so if you have to borrow money, I guess you have to do it. Um, you know, someone like Dave Rams would tell you, save your money until you can buy a car, buy it and be done with it. Because as soon as you buy it, it loses value. And, you know, you don't want to do that. So the information we have getting back to real estate, real estate values have continued to increase. We know this, right? Despite recessions over the last 60 years, sometimes they've increased during the recession itself. So that's one of the subnotes of this article. And there's a graph to prove it. It's from the Federal Reserve of St. Louis. So we can trust it. <laughs> so actually, <laughs> we can trust it because it's just data. I mean, this is not something, this is on a graph that they just plot the numbers of what's happened over the years. And that's the good thing about real estate. There is no question once something sells what the oh, value of it is. I want to comment on this graph. Now, you're listening on the radio you can't see the graph but i can and chad can and let's go back to a little a moment to the uh to the um 2008 housing market crash right so in 2008 the housing market crashed between about 2008 and 2010 but at its lowest just about 2010 at the real estate market's lowest price housing prices were equivalent to those of 2005. It's not like you just lost money and it went back to 1980, 1990, or even 2000 standards. You lost three years of worth of your property value between 2008 and 2010. And by 2014, all of, those, all of that value had come back. Yeah, if you could draw a line and go back to like 2000 it never the the values of real estate even in the crash never went below 2000 actually 2000 yeah. about 2003 or 4 maybe 5 something like that yeah so yeah. you saw a big spike going up but it never it just it never went back down below that so real estate is a as a um is a interesting asset class because like we were talking about earlier you people need a place to live and so the cost of building materials typically doesn't stay the same. It goes up. Um, things go up in nature. So that means real estate values are going to just because it costs more to build every year. Um, and we've seen that, uh, you know, in a big and way this past year. And people are making more money, and you know, as, as 
as as wages go up and the cost of living goes up, it's the same. Housing prices go up too. Right. And on this graph, you'll see that there was a huge spike this year, or two, two, yeah. 2020, and yeah. there'll probably be some leveling out. It's not going to crash, I don't think. I mean, and in, in, if you go all the way back, this is 60 years. So it's, it's a long-term period from 1965 to today. 1960. Is it 60? Actually, if you look closely, okay. yeah, it's actually 1960. That's right. So, yeah. so it, it goes back a long way. So we can see a lot of history, and it's it, the trend line is, is, is increasing. You know, there are downturns. So this is why we're saying if you just – think long term like if you just decided hey i'm gonna buy a house and hold on to it so even for someone in the military let's just say for instance you're, you're in the military you're like you know what i go to many places i'm not gonna buy i'm just gonna keep renting if you bought in every single place that you were stationed and kept it over time by the time you're at you know, 30 years go by or 20 if you retire and uh you lived in six different places uh you the highly likely that you're going to have a lot of assets and your liabilities are going down every year. And you, another great thing about real estate, someone else can pay for your investment for you in, in renting. It's, it's a incredible. Yeah, that was actually a point in this article too, Chad. Um, so I'm glad you brought that up is uh, people need a place to live. And in a recession, rental mar the rental market tends to become a little bit more valuable because owners are going to become housing owners when they sell they're going to become renters they're either going to go back and own another house or they're going to become a renter and people need a place to live so rentals become very valuable as well exactly and interestingly enough the article mentions and i haven't looked at the data on this but that even in the great depression investors won big in the real estate market that's that's good information to know, I think. So even in the Depression, guess what? People needed a place to live. Well, you know, in the Depression is also when a lot of the lending laws changed to help people buy houses. That's when the government-backed uh, loans came into play so that people uh, could buy affordable housing and have some type of way to buy it and um, as opposed to just with cash. So Exactly. Hey. So things became more formalized and – and you got to remember also the the government wants people to be homeowners. Mm -hmm. um, we only have a couple seconds here, so hang on to that thought. On the other side of the break, we're going to explore this some more and talk about why you can trust buying a house is a good investment asset to get into. So hang on. We'll be back shortly. Welcome back. This is Palmetto Real Estate Pros with Dawn. I was going to say Larry, who's not here, but he's a vacationing. I'm sure he's listening in, or he might be asleep. We don't know. But Hilton Head, great place to be during this time of year. Um, and so, uh, Dawn, glad to have you. If you're listening, make sure you join us. Um, you can uh, do that by calling in at 803-799-TALK. 803-799-8255 or if you don't make it live go to palmettorealestatepros.com and listen anytime you'd like online on a podcast so don we're talking about housing why you can uh you know looking at the data 
So we're not making this stuff up. We're looking at actual data over long periods of time, and we're finding that real estate is a pretty solid investment. Um, you know, so we've got, um, you know, people needing a place to stay, uh, people who even if you can't buy a house, they need a place to stay. So if you have a house and you can't sell it, the worst case scenario, if you wanted to sell it but couldn't, you could rent it. Now, that may sound like I'm never going to rent a house. Well, get someone to manage it for you. You know, you don't have to do all Such the no that, Yeah, you don't have to do all <laughs> the management. stuff yourself. And it's actually probably a great idea if you're going to rent a house to get someone to manage it. It takes all of the um, the stuff out of the equation that you may say, well, you know what? They, they just gave me a, an amazing story of why they need a place right now and how the last landlord was terrible and uh, they just need a place. You, you don't want to get in the middle of that. Let a land, let uh, a property manager who does it take care of all of the stories. And uh, they, one thing, you know, they Dawn. They just need a place and then they move in and then they don't pay you rent. <laughs> And then they have all sorts of reasons and stories why they don't pay you rent. And the property manager is going to say, well, I mean, I can appreciate your hardship, but I'm really sorry you're going to have to spend Thanksgiving in your car. And, Dawn, it's crazy because we had a conversation about this last night. Yep. You know, that, that uh, <laughs> and, yes, and typically <laughs> what we find out, this is, you know, it's just human nature, I guess. But the longer the stories we hear, the more concerned we get. When we're talking to people who are looking to rent something, I mean, if they've got a huge long story about why they can never find a house and no one will ever rent to them, I mean, there could be some serious reason for that, some legitimate reason. But in most cases, you can't, you know, you're not getting a, someone to say, you can rent my place because there's problems. You know, there's, there's, you can't justify your income. You've been evicted from the last two places, all that stuff. So you don't want to get involved with that. And you cut holes in the floor and tear out cupboards and sell them. Real stories. Right. Real stories. Now, the crazy thing with the one you're working with, Dawn, is this one was came through another agent, you know, which should have done some due diligence, um, you know, before bringing someone to the table to say, hey, here, this person is, is, uh, you know, I stand with this person. I stand behind this person. Well, and the thing about this person is that they actually move. So this is a house we have for sale, not for rent. Um, the uh, buyer did negotiate an early occupancy agreement, but failed to mention that this person has 10 pets uh, until about four days. Before That's a they farm, Dawn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have 10 pets, and they'd like to uh, move in actually even earlier than the early occupancy agreement. And then I didn't hear anything for a little while. And then the next thing I hear is that this buyer has moved into the house. And I'm like, what? What? What do you mean they moved so in? So this is different, a little different, because this is someone but that just did it. We didn't tell anybody. They just right, did it. They, but, right. But still, all these red flags. Mm -hmm. you know, now she can't. This person can't buy the house, doesn't qualify to buy the house, and now has to vacate, but hasn't paid the money that they owe the seller. I mean, just, you know, honestly, it's red flags all over it about bad renter. You know, I mean, however they get into your house, sometimes they get into your house. Property management should be able to, um, to protect you from that because if this had been my client, 
I would have handled it a lot differently, of especially when the buyer moved in without telling anybody and, and was dishonest about the pets and all of these things, you know, so Property all management's going to protect you from that. Exactly. And all that to say, and, and even though all that's happened, does that mean this house is a bad investment? No, it doesn't. Actually, it's a really good investment. And we've got all sorts of people wanting to buy it. And here's the thing, right? If this was a for sale by owner deal, like unrepresented on both sides, how hard do you think it's going to be to get this buyer out of the house, Chad? Right. And that's kind of what our discussion is. Here, here's what you have to do. Here's the exact process you have to follow. We know the process and we're going to follow the process. You know, there, there's the no chance we're not going to follow the process. Yeah. Because, um, and, and what happens a lot of times is if you're an individual and you're hearing the other individual story, you get kind of wrapped up in it and like, I'll give you another week. So what, what you would need to do, whether you're doing it yourself or you, um, or, or not, you need to follow whatever the procedure is that the law gives you. For instance, if somebody says, well, I'll be out in a week. So, okay, well, I'm going to send you a letter stating that you said you're going to be out in a week. And, um, if you're not out in a week, I'm going to go to the next step and follow the next step, which is filing eviction. So, follow through on whatever you say you can be nice and follow through you know that's what a lot of folks don't do they just don't follow through and so when you're when you're renting your house it's a business you have a you have a little business there your house is your business model and you want it to cash flow and that's kind of one of the things even in a recession that housing is good because housing is always a basic need and when um, inventory is low when prices are high Guess what that means for people looking to rent? It's inventory is typically low and rental prices are up. So this is what we have in our market now. Rents are, are high. And so that's good if you're wanting to rent. And if you're wanting to sell, you can still sell. So this is a good thing about real estate. And um, what you'll find also in terms of the commercial side, commercial usually lags the residential in a lot of ways. So, if uh, a, if a place is growing in leaps and bounds, then you you know you have a lot of rooftops, basically houses. Guess what's going to come next? Places for those people to go, places to eat, grocery stores. You know we're working um, on getting a, a grocery store to an area now. And uh, Dawn, are you still with us? I'm here. Okay, it's you went. Food out <laughs> I'm like, there. what happened to Dawn? Okay. <laughs> It's a food desert out there. Yeah, so yeah, they, they need places to, uh, to eat. Not just eat, but, you know, so I love this little niche here because it's a tiny little town, but um, it's right next to some major, major companies there. So even though this town only has about 1,800 people in it, the road going through this town has a traffic count of about 12,000 cars a day. 12,000 cars a day. That's like one of the busiest roads in the state. And um, and so not only are we looking at putting a shopping center in there, we're actually looking at doing some development out there. That's where we're looking at putting in some condos because they need housing. People want to live closer to their work. So it's kind of a thing. I actually, I'm really interested in buying up a bunch of land and doing a lot of development out there and turning this into a nice little metropolis. Well, and that, that's a perfect point because when you're in real estate, one of the things you want to make sure, we talked about this in the very beginning of the show, it's a great place to wrap up the show, is this, this uh, location, location, location. Why do you keep hearing that in real estate? Because that's 
that's uh, everything, really. If you buy in the wrong location, you could end up in a bad, you know, investment. You want to I mean, buy in I'd, the right location. I'd really like to buy up Flint, Michigan, but I'm not sure what I would do with it. <laughs> right. Right, because the pro- property prices are cheap, you know, and but it's also i don't know what i would do with flint like we'd have to bring some kind of industry back to really bump it all up well then that's the thing flint michigan location you know 50 years ago and when the car industries were there it was huge it was a growing area and this is one of the things you have to look at is the area growing is it shrinking is it just maintaining Uh, a place that has industry and it's got more than you know you want a, a good mix of industry that's growing is a good place to to have a house or have a property because you have a stable uh, source of future growth there area that's lost you know losing people year after year after year you know that's going to be bad news so you know location is so important and location and what the industries are in that location is it growing or is it shrinking chad tell people how to get a hold of us (laughs) You can contact us at 803-939-8562. Go to our website, palmettorealestatepros.com. Uh, when you log on to that website, palmettorealestatepros.com, there'll be a um, pop-up or something there that you can put in information, questions, comments, what have you. So if you have something that piqued your interest, certainly reach out to us, or you can contact us direct um, at our office at that 803-939-8562. You can also find our podcasts from prior episodes, so go back and listen. And um, pretty soon, I think we're going to finally have some social media links on there where you can follow us on social media. So let's just put that bug hey, in Hey, we here. have Facebook, right? That's social media. We do. That's old we school, do. right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's for us old people. <laughs> for the old people. Join <laughs> us on over We can be friends on Facebook, right? Yeah, And we friends can. on Facebook are true friends. That's what yeah. I've heard. It's all positive on Facebook, all positive news. Yeah, so uh, again, reminder, we won't be here next week, so uh, oh, make sure oh, you listen to those. Gonna get, we're going to get a picture. Uh, we're going to get a video of you dancing for our TikTok page, Chad. Um, that will probably not happen. If you see that on TikTok, it's been doctored for sure. <laughs> it's been, it's been, uh, yeah, it's been photoshopped with your head. <laughs> so we got about ten seconds left. We're so grateful for for you guys, and we hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Take a few minutes to to think about those things you're thankful for, your friends, your family, the real estate that you live in whether it's rented or owned, and we will see you next time. Have a great holiday weekend. Happy Thanksgiving. Admit it. You've been woken out of a home improvement fever dream after an HGTV binge session and believed you could be a house flipper. Well, that dream is more realistic than you thought. Let the pros at the Palmetto Real Estate Group of SC guide you through the investment and rehab process. And let's make those dreams come true. Learn more at palmettoreg.com.